Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. You're listening to... The Auburn Express. What's up, Warcore family? She got Ike Jones. We're back with another morning drop today. We are talking about Coach Few Freeze making his weekly address to the media before game one for UMass. We're going to talk about some of his statements. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on him. Morning drop. We are here Tuesday morning. It is August 29th. Hey. UMass game coming up. We are in the thralls of game week, man. Everybody is really jacked up. Coach Hugh Free seems excited. The Auburn fan base is excited. Sellout game coming. He addressed the media. Mike G, how you feeling this morning? Ah, pretty good. We get football this week. I uh Thursday, we get Florida versus Utah. Yeah, who cares? So that will be an interesting game to watch. Uh, I guess. Uh, I want to see my boy Landon King. I want to see my boy Landon King. He went out to Utah. They're number 14 in the nation. He's excited. I got a message from him the other day. I think they think they're going to do great things in the now defunct Pac-12. Uh, but uh, we get to see him versus an SEC school, I think, which is even more special. So Thursday football starts. Saturday, obviously, Auburn will take on UMass. We're ready. I'm ready. You're ready. Everybody in the chat is ready. Yeah, definitely ready to see what's going to happen. Coach Hugh Freeze addressed the media yesterday. As typical, uh, leading up to the game, we have our weekly press conference from the coach. Some interesting comments from Coach Hugh Freeze. He seems excited. Well, I mean, not seems excited. He definitely said that he is excited about things that are to come. I think there's some some anxiety there, right? Maybe need to get Coach Hugh Freeze a, a rogue shop gift basket or something like that. Uh, but he's ready to go, and hopefully the team is ready to go. We got a couple of clips from some comments if you guys haven't had an opportunity to see that. The full press conference, there's a link to it in the video description here for those of you who are on YouTube. Um, if you're listening to this on podcast, uh, we'll link that to you as well. But uh, let's take a listen to some of the questions, or excuse me, the comments that he had in regard to questions that he got. Um, we'll start with just... Uh, his excitement, uh, as I mentioned, he's ready to get this thing rolling. Let's uh, take a little quick look at that. 
Uh, really excited that uh, game week's here. It's, um, you know, obviously a lot of work goes into getting to this point, but uh, when you finally know that this Saturday will be real, um, it's just, you know, it's it's that time that we got to find out what the reveal party shows uh, of who we are. And, you know, so this is exciting. I think our kids are ready. I think our staff's ready and, you know, excited about getting into a normal week and um, and really excited about my first experience uh, running out in Jordan-Hare Stadium. I think that's going to be phenomenal and exciting. And um, I've got more family coming than ever before, I think. And uh, it's just uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a magical experience, I know, in that stadium, provided that we play well. And that's the, the pressure or the anxiousness that you feel sitting in this chair is just wanting to deliver. Um, you know, the, the incredible fan base we have has, you know, welcomed us so much and bought season tickets and we've expanded the, the stadium size and it will be a capacity uh, for Saturday. And you hear all those things and you just so badly want to, uh, you know, to deliver and um, so hopefully we'll we'll play well, but no question that we're extremely excited to uh, to c- kick off the uh, twenty three campaign this Saturday. Uh, Coach Euphries probably said the word excited or some version of excitement, excited, exciting about twenty times in that one minute and thirty seven second clip. Uh, this listen easily. As I go back and assess his career, the most pressure Coach Hugh Freeze has ever been under to coach a football game. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I would agree with that statement. Look, um, he said a lot of nonsense in that. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the thing that he said that was was true was it will be electric. It's going to be magical given that we play well. And that's the all I took away from that. Uh, he understands they got to go out Saturday and play well. Yeah, all of this excitement that everybody has, none of that yeah, matters if they true. don't go out there and handle business. It's all going to go away if they don't play well. And I think he's focused on that. So, um, you know, I appreciate him giving, trying to give us a little bit of rah-rah about, you know, you know, hey, it's going to be magical. It's going to be this, you know. And the question that was asked of him was, you know, what's it going to be like for you in your first time running out there as the head coach of Auburn uh, the first game of the season? And, you know, that's why he went into that. So I think I, I thought I should clarify that. But, you know, other than that, right, like it, it, it just like, man, it all comes down to what is he going to do? What kind of f- team is he going to put on the field? Are they going to look competent, coherent? You know, are they going to know what they look like? They know what they're doing. Are they going to look physically capable of beating a team that is physically inferior to them? And that's what he's got to do. That will keep that excitement level high headed into Cal headed into another cupcake, and then eventually starting SEC play, which is what he's got to do in the first four games. Yeah. Um, other interesting things, you know, again, he talked about, like, it just being at capacity. I just, you know, he, he's got – he said he's got more family coming to see this game than he thinks he ever has. There's just a lot of, you know, like, anxiousness, I think. And he said that himself. There, if, if what you're feeling right now, I'm anxious. I'm anxious to see what we have, right? We don't really know. Somebody asked the question. We don't have the clip of it here on this one uh, about, you know, are you excited or you are, are you worried about your run defense? Or are you excited about your rush offense? And he's like, Hey, it's a little bit of both. And we're going to find out 
what's what, you know, people think that we're making a lot of ado about this rush defense and what we're expressing is not that we're worried. We're saying we don't know. We have no clue what our run defense is actually going to look like or if our rush offense has just improved that much. But we will find out Saturday what everything is. And yep. I think that there's just a lot of, okay, I feel like I'm good here and, you know, maybe this looks good, but I just, I don't know. You know, he hasn't coached in the SEC in a while. There's a lot of talent walking around a lot of buildings across the Southeastern Conference. So just feeling as if you've gotten better in a vacuum, you, you're not going to know until you test it against somebody else. And we will definitely find out what's what on Saturday. Thanks. Uh, he also talked a little bit about his quarterback. And uh, Mike G, I think you asked the question about, no, this wasn't uh, your question. Your question no. was about offensive identity. We'll get to the offensive identity question here in a minute. Uh, but the question was asked about how he felt like Peyton Thorne, what he brings to the table. Uh, we'll hear Coach Freeze's comments on his quarterback, Peyton Thorne, here. Uh, his attention to every little thing. You know, it just... He's got an advantage that he, he, he's in grad school and he, and he has a lot of time. And so it's important to him and he's constantly studying. And I sure hope that translates into his decision making come Saturday now that we're not just running stuff against a defense that we don't really know what they're doing. Now you honestly get the game plan and say, now Peyton, I would expect you to see this. And, and get it right, and, and he takes great pride in that. So I think it's um, that's probably been the most oppressive thing. It's just he, he wants to have the, the, the mental part of the game plan totally down. Talked about Peyton Thorne having an advantage. I thought what the, the interesting part, he's like, he's in grad school. He's got an advantage. He doesn't have as much other stuff going on in his life. He's older. Um, so he's pay paying attention to the details, and essentially – that's what he likes. He feels like Peyton Thorne is prepared because he's essentially had more time to prepare than everybody else. Uh, what are your thoughts on what Coach Hugh Freeze had to say about the starting quarterback for Saturday? No, my take my takeaway is that he likes that Peyton is a student of the game. Yeah. Uh, we'll sit down and study. We'll do the film work. We'll do all the prep work. And he just hopes that that translates into decision-making on Saturday. Uh, exactly what he said was what my takeaway was. Mm -hmm. I hope all this preparation leads to good play on Saturday. Now, here's what you have to hear that he's not necessarily saying, but he's saying, I'm worried that all this preparation may not translate hmm. to good decision-making on Saturday. Now, people are going to come after me, but as much as he said Yeah, about they absolutely the backup, are going to come after you. Yeah, but as much as he said about the backup quarterback, I... You know, and talking about, you know, he, I mean, he's put a lot of emphasis on making sure that the, the guy who finished number two handles this well and stays ready. I think he understands there's a, there's a chance that he may need him and not just for packages and gadgets. You don't know how any of these guys are going to do under the lights. You just don't. Here in Jordan Hare, because you, for Payne Thorne, you've got, you've got two very wide disparities, man. Like, <laughs> You know, you've got a safe floor, but you've got an 11 and 2 season and you got a 5 and 7 season. Mm -hmm. And you also got a guy who left the program where he was not going to win the starting job. Doesn't mean he doesn't have talent, just means the other guy was presumably going to be better than him. He left there and he came here. Right? And when and when players do that, it's because they think I can win the job where I'm going. Right? Less path of resistance, especially at the end of your career. 
not looking for more resistance. You're looking for, hey, where where is the quarterback room the weakest? Where I could probably win the job. He picked Auburn. I think that's I think TJ Finley thought that when he came here. I don't think any quarterback who transfers into a program goes in there thinking to themselves they don't have an opportunity. Like there's if I'm going to sit the bench anyway, there's no need for me to transfer unless it's just a bad situation where I was coming from. You think I you think every quarterback who transfers, they think, hey, I got a shot to start here. I think Robbie Ashford believed that when he transferred in here. He was uh, like, hey, well, I got a shot at the starting job if I go to well, well, look, like Bo knew he was going to start when he went to Oregon, period. Right? Like, he knew there was not a guy on that roster that could beat him out. Right? And I think that every quarterback believes that when they make this sort of transfer from a P5 school to a P5 school. Right. Right? Um, and so – you know, at the end of the day, Hugh Freeze is not making any promises to anybody. He's not saying you're guaranteed the job. He's saying you have an opportunity to come here and win. And I wanted you to come here so you know that opportunity is real. Right. I'll say that again. You know that opportunity is real. So uh, the he picked this guy. I like that he named Peyton early. A lot of people question the timing. I'm like, listen, if this was going to be your guy, name him early and give the team a chance. I don't, to I don't understand questioning him. the timing. Like, I, so yeah. I get the questioning of the timing. If you feel like, well, it was a if it was a true quarterback competition, wait until they've done a little bit more. Here, here's yeah. the brass tacks of it. Uh, you know, Robbie Ashford's been dealing with an injury, right? And he, Coach uh, Hugh Freeze, expressed as much during yeah, the yeah, press conference. He's it, had yeah. a, an oblique injury, so. Peyton Thorne being named a starter isn't surprising if you don't know if Robbie Ashford's going to be 100% and you don't think Holden Gurner's ready to start game one. Co co correct, correct. So go ahead uh, and make it happen so we can start game planning. We can end all this speculation, and let's get to figuring out how we're going to put a game plan that involves Peyton Thorne and you know make sure Robbie Ashford knows, hey, man, don't disengage yourself. You're you're right here. We need you to win football games this season. I don't he's think the timing is curious at all. I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, he's got to get healthy, man. He's got to get healthy. He's got to find a way to stay healthy. You can have all the talent in the world. If you can't stay healthy, uh, it's going to be really, really difficult for you. Um, you know, and that's not a knock on Robbie. Um, you know, that's something I would say to him if I were talking to him. Hey, like yeah. you need to stay <laughs> find a way to stay healthy, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you can't play football hurt. Uh, but um, you know, like I said, what I, my takeaway was: Hugh Freeze is understands that all the practice stuff and, and you know it's such it's such he's a big golfer for those of you who don't know Hugh Freeze is is, is is a is a big golfer he's a pretty good golfer as well too it's such a golf analogy you know when you go out to golf we all hit the range before we go play Ike and you can be a practice range champion you can go out there and hit every shot We've seen it. You've seen the, the pictures of like Tiger Woods warming up and he's hitting all these amazing shots and everybody's like ooh ah ooh and then you get to the course <laughs> And you got to stand on the first tee. And it hits different. Right? It's a different kind of pressure. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything in practice. It doesn't mean anything when you're just out there. Shoot around. It doesn't matter what the sport is. Practice is different than the anxiety of the game. People can try to pretend like it's just, oh, just go play. It, it's different. I Listen, this is one thing I have not said. I went back and watched this New Mexico State game where UMass played. They played in a stadium that was half full, that was half the size of Jordan-Hare. It's going to be different when they walk in the Jordan-Hare Stadium because that game environment is way different than playing at New Mexico State. Yeah, it was a road win. It's not the same. It's just there are different it, – it, I don't know how to explain how different it is between practice and a real game, between a real game and a game in a big environment, between a 
game in a big environment and a game in the postseason. Like, it's just different, man. Rivalry right. games, they're different. It's a different energy in the building. There's a different kind of animosity that's happening between the teams. You have to kind of be prepared for those types of moments. And if you aren't, then, I mean, Coach Hugh Freeze is expressing, hey, I don't know what we're going to have out here. I don't right. know. Yeah, I hope. Like, I said, like I said, I mean, you hit that first tee box, and all of a sudden, it's not empty field in front of you. There are galleries of people. Right. And if it was me teeing off, I'm like, none of y'all are safe. Please move from there. <laughs> but the pro golfer steps up, and he hits the ball straight and confidently, and he does what he's practiced a million times, despite how many people are out there watching him. And that's what it's going to be like for, you know, I think Peyton Thorne and a lot of these guys, other guys as well, too, on Saturday. Is I've done it in practice. Now I have to stand in front of the lights. Um, this is why a lot of people like to open at home, because when you, it's different in front of your home crowd as well, too. Right. Just like it's different on a course that, you know. Right. Right. If you're playing a golf course, you know, there's a confidence that you have when you're playing in a stadium that, you know, where the fans are behind you. There's a confidence that you have. Right. Right. And uh, uh, that is going to be an adv advantage Peyton Thorne, I think, on Saturday. So it's got to translate. I think it's got to translate. Um, I expect him to have some rough moments on Saturday. Yeah. Listen, right? uh, despite I, what people think, UMass has a good defense. Yeah, yeah, I expect him to have some rough moments on Saturday, uh, but I expect it to be uh, an even performance for the most part. Uh, and I expect it to be a performance that he could possibly build on going into Cal. It's a long trip for them. So, you know, Hugh Freeze is saying it. He's, I mean, people have to hear what he's saying and what he's not saying. And I'm telling you, what I heard there was it needs to translate. You know, he's done the prep work. And you can praise him for that. But at the end of the day, it needs to translate. Yeah. To the field. And, and and what I also hear is him saying, I'm going to hold him accountable for it. It's like, listen, man, you should know better than this. Right. Why didn't why didn't you see that? Right. Like you're you're the guy I'm leaning on to have. You did all the prep work. Like you said, it needs to translate. You should know you can't make that throw. You're supposed exactly. to give it to the running back in that scenario. You're supposed to get out of that situation and check into this. Right. I'm, he's expecting Peyton Thorne to go out there and have command of the offense because he's had enough experience in games and he's done all the prep work in the offseason. This is what this is what Auburn has been missing. This is what fans are not used to. They're not accustomed to this. The guy consistently going out there with good decision making. Right. It happens once every four or five years where they get a guy who just seem instinctually does all the things. You know, and those instincts uh, are great, but, you know, they've got to find a way to produce that more consistently from the QB position if they want to win in this league. I, that's it, right? And, you know, I think Hugh Freeze is hoping that Peyton Thorne is the start of that. You know, no coach wants wants to go to their backup QB um, because you're having trouble with the offense. Yeah. Yeah, right? absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think fans want to see that either. Yeah, if anybody thinks that, Number one, Coach Freeze is not rooting for Peyton Thorne's success. That's crazy, right? Like him saying, hey, you're going to have to play well or I'm going to put somebody else in is good coaching. If anybody thinks that we at the War Report are rooting against Peyton Thorne's success, that's crazy. I want to see Peyton Thorne go out there and light it up. Yeah, he named him. He's, he's the guy, right? Like once, once you're out there, you know what I mean? Like I rooted hard for Jay Fair this offseason, right? But if he, if he ultimately, if they send uh, uh, JJ out there, you want him to do well. <laughs> right. You want him to do well. So uh, I think everybody wants to see this go well because it's got to be the start of 
it's got to be the start of a legacy at that position where they pick the right guy most of the time. Yeah. All right. And there is a guy. Yeah. Hopefully we will get to that point where we can see a secession at quarterback. If you guys are in here and you're not sharing the video, then you have already begun your morning wrong. You started off kind of right by hopping in here. Do the necessary and share the video with people on social media. Make sure you go ahead and give us a like on that. 178 in here, only 36 likes. I don't know what y'all are doing with your thumbs, but make it happen the correct way here. Subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you know when we're going live. Uh, we got a couple of more clips here from Coach Hugh Freeze. Want to get into this question of offensive identity. Who are What are we going to look like with this Freeze-Montgomery offense? Mike G asked the question. Coach Freeze supplies an answer. Let's listen to it. Well, I'm never going to change what I believe in, and, and I believe you have to be a threat to run the football. Um, but I also believe that a throw off of a run is a run. And so, you know, I, I may come in here after a game and you guys say, man, Coach, you only rushed for 90 yards, but you threw for 400. You know, to me, I want to know what the average per carry was if that makes sense, uh, because you don't know it, but probably 15 of those passes were runs, and but the defense had an extra hat. And so I don't think that's real smart football um, to, to constantly run into an extra guy in the box. And so to me, those are kind of rushing yards. So I think you've got to – but you have to, you have to be a threat to run the ball. You can't be one-dimensional, so you have to stay balanced. And – Balance doesn't always show on the stat sheet to me, but it does when I go and look and say, all right, these 10 runs we, you know, we threw for 100 yards on them. Um, then I know, but I really want to know what that average per carry was when we did hand it off because it usually tells me we're making the right decision and we're handing it into good boxes. And if we're constantly making a wrong decision and handing it into a bad box, that, that average is probably going to go down. So the identity as a running football team, he said he's not concerned with total number of rush yards, more so yards per carry, because that shows we blocked it up right and we ran into to, uh, situations that make sense as far as the count is concerned. What do you make of these uh, comments here from Coach Hugh Freeze about the rush uh, identity or the offensive first, identity? First of all, uh, the guy who asked this question, just genius, like just is going to win an award at some point uh, <laughs> for, uh, for for a question. Uh, but look, I um, I want to know what this offense is going to look like. Now, he started by saying, I'm going to be who I've been. Right. That's a guy who throws the ball. <laughs> However, we've got – they've got a great stable of running backs, and I think that he recognizes that this running back room is ridiculous. And by estimation, top three in the SEC. Definitely 100% the best overall room he's ever worked with. Mm -hmm. He's got the best back he's ever worked with by his own admission, and you have to run the ball. Now, what he's saying is, I'm hoping <laughs> that the yards per carry are great enough that I can continue to do what I do through the air and give those guys enough opportunities there while having a running game that supplies me six-plus yards a run. That's a great advantage to have, right? It's first down every two plays. <laughs> now, what did Jarquez Hunter did, do last year? He was over six yards a run, baby. Come on, man. 
Like, he knows it. He understands it. He's seen the numbers. He's seen the tape. He's seen what they've done this spring. He understands that if those guys can even pick up four or five yards of a rush, right, and you're in second and five or, or, or second and four, you are – your whole playbook opens up on second down. Your entire play – you could take a shot, right? You know, in today's college football, going up four, on fourth down has become very popular. Right. So even if you don't, you mess up on second and four. Right. You hand it to your running back. He gets anywhere close to the sticks. You're going for it. Hugh Freeze wants to bring the pat forward pass back to Auburn. He does. But he understands that he's got to lean on the best talent in the room as well, too. His hope his ideal situation is that their yards per carry are so high that it ever your, your playbook is wide open. On second down all the time. The guys will be open down the field. You don't know what's coming from second and four. There's no way to know what's coming from second and four from this offense if they can consistently put themselves in that position. Now, he's also stated this spring that he feels like people not knowing what the system is is a significant advantage to them. Right. Nobody knows what we're going to run because you've never seen it before. We just put it together. And we have not unveiled it. And if he had his druthers... You're not going to see it versus UMass. You'll barely right. see it versus Cal. Right. You're definitely not going to see it the next week at home versus what, Sanford? Sanford, yeah. You're not going to see it until Texas A&M on right. the road. <laughs> so, and you start with your base form, and if you can beat them head up, you just keep running that, man. And the 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 the, uh, uh, the less you show, the better. Yeah, if you can go out there and dominate and you stay in some base stuff where it's like, oh, okay, this looks like the same old Hugh Freeze and we don't have to show any wrinkles. You throw one or two wrinkles just so they feel like they got to prepare for it. It's like, wait, I wasn't expecting that. But you don't need to show too much. Right. You don't need to show too much. After Texas A&M, LSU and Georgia are coming. Right. Right. And you need to be prepared for those games. Georgia is at home. LSU is on the road. That's going to be a tough stretch. Uh, uh, They've got to figure out a way to try to win one of those games, man. Be huge in year one to take out one of those teams. Yeah, I know what people, I mean, I had, we did boss toss or loss, right? Like I had it in my loss column, Georgia. But, you know, ultimately, I think this is going to be something where uh, uh, we, you sh- we fans should be be able to be excited about the system, yeah. right? The better, better play calling and, you know, the system that puts players in better positions to make plays. I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, what they've been working on you know I've heard good things from the players and you know the players are going to be confident in themselves they're going to want to go out there and show you guys what they've got but uh, as coach Hugh Free says it's all about what you put out there on the field none of this other stuff really matters we can prognosticate and yes I had to put in another large word today prognosticate about it all we want to but what happens and on the field is what's going to matter the most so War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. 
They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop! We are going to head over to the comment section to see what you all are talking about this morning. We appreciate you dropping in with us. As always, I will get the conversation started off with B-Wheel's forehead who says, So, take depth chart out of your vocabulary before we give Brother Hugh a heart attack. It was funny. He said Hugh adamant. He was like, well, I What's don't know who chart? put this I don't know who put this together against the SID team or he's like I I don't, I don't know where this came from. Yeah, that's also foolishness. They know who's what, right? You you pick yeah. the starter quarterback so you have to depth chart Hugh. Yeah. yeah, we get it. Like uh but uh he's got um I think that what he's trying to say is that competition is still wide open. You know, well, I mean, what he's saying yeah. is that they're going to rotate a bunch of guys in. So, yeah. like, who's who goes out there first is not indicative. It's just, hey, I, I'm going to play guys. So, depth is it's not it's not a matter of a chart. It's a matter of what you have. I have depth, and I'm going to play my depth. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, John Brandon mentoring the Robbie's oblique comments from Coach Hugh Freeze. We talked about yeah. this already. Yeah, oblique. He's got a nagging oblique injury. Um, I think that uh, it may have played in uh, to their reason to end the starting quarterback for game one contest early. I don't know that for sure. I don't have any sources. Right. You know, I think that this oblique injury has been going on for a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, Robbie is, uh, you know, nursing it back to health. Uh, he's a tough guy. He's a really tough guy. And I think he understands that he he can't sit out too much, regardless of injury. So he's he's going to try to find a way if 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 he is who he was last year, to tough it out. Yeah, and then get through it. You know, but they, but you have to be smart as well too. You can't you can't injure yourself to the point that you are, you know, completely you know unusable. Right. So. uh the, the oblique injury, it was I was interesting that he said that, right? Like, I was interested he said that before game one. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh, because if he does go out there, if he does decide to play, uh, man, I don't know, man. Like, you know, our guys targeting that oblique. Like, yeah, I just I have some questions about that. But, yeah, I, I it's my you belief. Said it to, to be able to put people's mind at ease. If you don't see Robbie a lot, just know he's dealing with an injury. He's it's dealing not with an injury, yeah. Of, you know, I'm not confident in him or any of that stuff. He's just he's he's not 100 percent right now. So if you don't see him play a bunch, if you see Holden Gurner, you know, tried out there and you know, Robbie's only doing the special special packages. It's not because I don't think Robbie can play. I'm trying to keep him safe. Right. Uh, Jonathan Boyson jumps in. Mike, I saw your prediction on Twitter. Are you really that worried about our defense? You uh, think we're going to give up 21? Uh, I don't. Is it crazy to think that they're going to score two garbage time touchdowns after the second team, third team defense goes in? <laughs> I don't think it's crazy to say no. Yeah, right. I think like, it depends I mean, on. I mean, there's context, and of course, people don't have full context in a in a tweet. But so, yeah, if you're saying, uh, which you know, I don't have any problem with the score prediction you had. I'm just saying, like, if you're saying, all right, they're not going to score very much, and then at the end of the game, they may add. Listen, uh, it happened the very last play of the game. New Mexico State scored another touchdown to make that look like it was a closer matchup, but. Listen, that game was well in hand for you. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't think that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I think you give up. You, how often do we see good teams play bad teams? Give up like a touchdown on like the first drive, and everybody's like, "Oh man, they're up, they're up, they're up on Auburn, they're up on USC," right? And then it's a complete, an utter beatdown after that. There's some wacky touchdown somewhere in the middle. And then after you put your second or third team in at the end, there's a garbage time touchdown or two at the end, right? Like, I think UMass's first team can score one touchdown versus our defense. I don't think that's a crazy thing. That's, right that's not crazy, right? Yeah, but I think that the other two probably come against second and third after the game is already well I, And the question hand. I guess you would yeah. have to ask, too, is whether or not UMass is still playing their first team against our second and third team, right? Correct, like, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they definitely will be. I mean, because the on-field time, you know, we've seen it. They leave their first team out there. These teams leave their first team out there. Hopefully they don't leave. Well, this speaking as someone who – you know, is a fan of a team. Hopefully they don't leave their first team quarterback out there because you don't want him getting some kind of curve. Like if you actually believe this kid, Tyson Pumachan, is going to be your starter for the remainder of the season, get him out of the game. Let somebody else get some reps with the first team out there. But right. you don't want any freak injuries to guys that just because you're trying to get game reps for. Him. Like he'll get plenty of game reps. Let somebody else get out there. Thanks. Uh, Dana Jones jumps in. Speaking of backing up Simpson, oh, oh, speaks, excuse me, backing up Simpson. Did not expect that at all. Must have had a great camp. Uh, listen, Griffin Speaks was listed as the number two safety behind uh, Jalen Simpson. And 
there's probably some reasonings for that. A lot of young guys in that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a guy who has played in this system before. Didn't hear a ton about him, but uh, congrats to him, even though the depth chart doesn't matter, right? Like, so, uh, you know, hey, but he's on there. So, yeah, I was going to say, Hugh Freeze hasn't seen this thing, so I don't know. <laughs> we, 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 can't, we can't even count it. I saw man, some people's reactions are so crazy. I saw somebody on uh, a Facebook group. They commented about the depth chart. Uh, number one, saying that they thought it was a fake. Put out a fake depth chart. Number one. The other thing that I saw that was crazy is uh, they were saying that uh, the media is leaking information. Why would they put out Coach Freeze's depth chart so early? And it's like the media didn't. They literally handed us the depth chart. <laughs> I was like, what are y'all moron? And this uh, happens every year to every team. Like, everybody is. I have the UMass depth it. chart right now, too, uh, by the way. Media is leaking the depth chart. People are funny. Yeah. yeah funny. No, 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 son. They handed us a depth chart and said, here, here's the depth chart. Yeah. They are not handing anything to the media that's top secret. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> like, yeah. if they're handing it to you, it's because they're okay with it being out. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's interesting. (laughs) The stuff that I see on social media, you guys are funny. Uh, John Brandon jumps in and says Jarquez wants to be on special teams and is a weapon. We have plenty of running backs. This was in uh, uh, regard to a conversation about Jarquez being listed as a kick returner on the specialist Mm -hmm. depth chart. Uh, Something to do it. Yeah, he wants to do it. Yeah. He wants to do it. I don't like it, but he I don't like it myself either. But he he does not want to come. If you guys listen to our um fireside chat you hear him say he doesn't ever want to come off the field he'd play every play offense defense special teams if they'd let linebacker him. yeah all right yeah so he he's yeah he's special he's a special player he's got he's got a high motor uh and uh he wants to be back there <laughs> he wants to be back there you're one step closer to saying yahtzee mike g i just want to uh, let no, you know no never uh so nina says that i think coach you freeze understands how important these games are to the fan base and his career i believe freeze is 100 percent invested yeah look um you got to beat bad teams like they're bad teams and uh, he'll get a pass on game one, I think, no matter what, because it's game one. But it still has to you, – you, the game just needs to set a higher floor than we've seen in the past, I think. I, it's okay to struggle game one a little bit when you're trying to pull things together, right? Like, I remember people – remember everybody plastering the, the, the USC, San Jose State halftime score all over your social media? Right. Like, oh, my God, look how close it is at halftime. You know, what happened after halftime? Right, they had a high winner at quarterback. Yeah, like he threw four <laughs> TDs. Right, that kid Zachariah Branch. Oh my God, he is video game good. He is. I mean, it, they just had better athletes, right? And I think that's what fans want to see on Saturday. They want to see that we have better guys than the other guys. Other guys, right? Right. Um, so you know, it was not there was not a lot of scheme to what Branch did. Right, yeah, he's just making plays. Yeah, he took a kickoff, man, and he just went ninety six yards on him. Right. Like, you know, it was it was literally he's our best player. Just get the ball in his hands and let him do what they do. He, he can do against inferior competition. That's right. what you want to see from you freeze on Saturday. Absolutely. Uh, Corey Weber says we already assuming Thorne is not going to play well. Dude has played in big games. Give him a chance to perform. Jeez. Uh, I don't know if anybody said that, Corey. Right. Yeah, like, I don't know uh, who's saying this. Uh, point yeah, him out, yeah. Corey. Yeah. But I, I, what I am saying and what I have said is, is that. He has to play well. 
because that's the expectation. I mean, listen, there's <laughs> there's no reason to not have an expectation for him to play well and yeah. hold him to that standard. Yeah, he's got to play well, right? I don't think he can go afford to go out there and pay, play mediocre and hold on to the job. I think Hugh Freeze has been telling us that all offseason. Right? He won the job. He's got to go out there. It's got to translate. These are the coach's words. You know what I mean? We're not assuming he's, he's not going to play well. Listen, I mean, he's already raised the floor, if you ask me, in this room. Right? Is that floor going to be high enough to win in the SEC? That is the question that, you know, I think will get answered over the next four weeks. Yeah. I, and I think, and here here's the thing, I, you know, I don't, I hear Jay Boy go on his rants about not liking the phrase game manager. Um, listen, a game manager is a real thing. It's in contradiction to like a game breaker or a game changer at quarterback. I don't think that Peyton Thorne is a game breaker or a game changing quarterback. I think he's a game managing quarterback, which is what the floor of what you want your quarterback to be able to do. Manage the game well. Is right. he going to be the reason you win games or is he going to be the reason you lose games Peyton Thorne you just don't want him to be the reason you lose games he's absolutely not going to be a guy that you can consistently say put the ball in his hands and he's going to make magic happen you just want him to be good enough to get you out of bad situations and not make bad plays he's got those guys around him though correct right? and, and his job is to get the ball to those dudes yeah get the ball to jay fairs and the camden browns and and, and the jark hunters and the Demari austin's man and let them do what they do yeah. right um he is the field general he's a guy who like gets them out of bad plays you know hopefully right. <laughs> right. and he's, and and this is not a slight to peyton thorn no i think that it's important Rob, it comes i think first. that robbie ashford is a difference maker at quarterback though like Peyton Thorne is a guy who I expect to play well, get the ball to the athletes, let them do the work. Robbie Ashford's a guy who can do the work himself. Yeah. And it's a little different. Let me say this, right? Um, because the Q Freeze has said it when he's talking about Robbie about how he's like different. He's talking yeah. about his athleticism. Right. He's different as an athlete at quarterback, right? Uh, Peyton Thorne is a difference maker with his mind. And I think right now, Robbie Ashford is more of a difference maker with his athleticism. Correct. Right. I, I'll agree with that. But what Thorne's difference is comes first. Yeah, you and, need to be able to do that. Port like right. the other stuff that Robbie does doesn't matter if he can't get the first step correct. If he can't get out of right, right, yeah. If he's not seeing the field, if he can't get out of a bad play, like if he can't, like you know, it was. I tell the story a lot. Um, I remember the team meeting that we had. Um, you know, every coach has a different cadence, Ike, for the week, a game mm -hmm. week. You know, for us, at, you know, under Tuberville, you know, Mondays were kind of, were really kind of a chill practice day. Tuesday, Wednesday was a little harder. Thursday was a, always a walkthrough day, especially on home game weeks. Um, and then they would have a team meeting talking before they either traveled or got ready to go to where the team hotel was uh, 30, 40 miles away from Auburn. Uh, we used to go to LaGrange um, the night before home games. And I remember in 2003 before we played – uh, Ole Miss. That game was at home. Uh, we lost it in epic fashion. Uh, Coverville, you know, talked a lot about guys just understanding that the quarterback that they're facing in Eli Manning is just, he's, he's a smart guy. He's like, listen, man, he's not like some game breaker with his arm. And, you know, he said he's smart. He knows where he's going with the football before he throws it, before the ball snaps. 
He said that. And then he looked at Carlos Rogers and he challenged him to like, hey, this guy will throw some directly to you. Are you going to make the play when it's there? But he understood that Eli Manning was a smart quarterback. And that was his biggest danger to Auburn. He's going to make the smart play almost every single time, right? And he made just enough of them to beat Auburn. You know, I mean, they they scored on his lap the last time he had the ball. Yeah, you know, Auburn held the ball technically, kind of last, right? And 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 Ben dropped the pass in the end zone, so it didn't didn't work out. But he offensively, Eli did everything he did. I think that that's what he's hope. You know, Hugh Freeze is hoping for Peyton Thorne to have that kind of guy. Yeah. Right, make the right, like he said, make the right checks. Make the right ch- checks, yeah. Hand the ball off when you're supposed to hand the ball off. Check out of run plays when you're supposed to check out of them. And then don't let the coverage fool you on the back end, right? Like, just okay. make smart plays. And if it doesn't mean that we're scoring 40 points a game, but you're not giving them the ball in a bunch of disadvantageous situations for our defense, we'll let our defense go handle business on the other end. But just keep us in right situations. Make the right checks, right calls. And we'll let the rest of this sort itself out. That's it. Drop! Drop!